Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to a very exciting episode of Romance at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget, and with me is a very special co-host from TikTok, Brianna. Thank you so much for being here. I'm very excited. I love your TikToks. I love your honest opinions and that you kind of like hop from book to book, topic to topic. Uh, So fun. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, And (laughs) we're in for a ride tonight. Yes, we are, you guys. (laughs) <laughs> we are talking about Electric Idol by Katie Robert. And uh, if you guys are fans of the podcast, you know that last year we interviewed her and I absolutely adore Katie. Uh, the first book uh, Brianna and I ever read by Katie was Your Dad Will Do. I don't know if you've read that yet, but it is the most steamy novella I have ever read. And it has got a daddy kink in it and it is outstanding. And then we've actually read two of her other books on the podcast. And this is book number two of her Dark Olympus series which is is a traditionally published book. So she comes from kind of a mixed background. She does indies and traditionally published, but this one is traditionally published. I'm very excited to hear what you have to say because I just finished it today. So it's fresh in the noggin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I feel give like- me, I give, me, give me like a one sentence overview and then we'll, we'll take the people into it. Give me like a initial okay. thoughts. Or actually, actually, I like that it's what the fuck. But give me your prior to reading what you thought it would be. Had you read Neon right. Gods? What's your Katie? What's your Katie Robert, you know, sort of journey? Okay, so the only other book that I've read of Katie Robert was Neon Gods. Absolutely okay. devoured it. I think I read it in one sitting. Um, okay. Only because I am a sucker for a bad boy. I mean, of course. I think it, it stems from like always going after the bad boy in high school and like wanting to be the one that changed for even though it never happened. Um, so I'm like I'm drawn to those like I mean my bookshelves mm-hmm. can attest to that but mm-hmm. I was sucked in Persephone was like a strong character she was just like fuck this like my mom's not gonna sucker me into like hooking up with this guy who's literally killed most of his wives I'm not doing it so I'm gonna cross the river and I was like I, I like yeah. her yeah. I like him I yeah. like that they're having sex in public like I yeah. can't do it but I like people that will Yeah. Um. so I was like okay like let me see what her sisters are doing and i want to say i like katie robert i i i do i did not like this book though okay you guys well before we get into it i will give you a few (laughs) trigger warnings we're definitely going to talk about terrible parents parental abuse and abandonment and sort of manipulation you know it is a story of sort of high society with a lot of violence and murder and manipulation so yeah so just be aware of that if that is a trigger for you perhaps choose another episode if it isn't welcome to the party and let's get the shit poppin romance at a glance uh-huh romance at a glance what you say now? romance at a glance go ahead girl so i'm gonna give you guys if you haven't read electric idol yet a real quick recap of what the synopsis of the story is so if you haven't read the story of neon gods basically she did a really clever way of having olympus and the gods that you know in the stories but kind of giving them a real twist which i really enjoyed in the first book which is that only three of the their titles not gods so they three of the titles get inherited 
And then the rest of them get either voted on or they get passed down and someone gets chosen. So Aphrodite isn't a goddess. She is the latest in a line of Aphrodites. And so I think the cool things it does is that they're not all the same age. So some of them are quite a bit older. Some of them are new to their position. So they're quite a bit younger, which adds like a whole flavor, which I thought was really cool. Also, the fact that they can be replaced, um, I think, is a really interesting way to kind of create the world. Um, and, you know, like Brianna said, the first book features Persephone and Hades, and Hades lives across the river Styx, which sort of divides Olympus in two, and finds refuge with him. And book number two is about her sister Psyche and Eros, um, who is the son of the current Aphrodite. And I'm going to start with saying that I was, I read Neon Gods the day before yesterday, also fresh in the noggin. Um and having read many Katie Robert books, I will say that they these are not as steamy as anyone who is her fan of her indie romances. Um, you're going to be like, oh, wait, but it doesn't go as far as she usually does. So Brianna mentioned that there was a scene uh, where they have sex in like a kink club and in front of everyone. And I feel like if this was an indie published book, that scene would have gone way far. Like he has like a whole playroom, but they never, aside from having public sex, they never actually play. Like there's no bondage, there's no whipping, there's no change, there's no flogging, et cetera, et cetera. Like it, I was, I was surprised that it didn't go further. However, it is traditionally published and compared to most traditionally published books, it does go further than those. Were you expecting the first book to be, or end this book to be steamier or about the steamy level it is? So the way that she presents herself and like markets her books on TikTok, I'm like, yes, I'm about to get my mind blown. Like I'm about mm -hmm. to see some shit that I want to test out. Mm -hmm. So I go into books excited thinking I'm going to take notes and I'm going to yeah. like, you know, have some yeah. fun with it. Um, and it just, I felt like she gives us just enough, but yeah. she doesn't go there and yeah. maybe it's because i've been reading so many more like indie dark romances where they like fully send it yeah they do started reading it and i was like so we're not going to explore this like we're not going right. to dive more into it like i i love a good sex scene i do but yeah it just felt very like vanilla in a sense considering yeah. what i heard about her previous works i was like okay i mean traditionally published versus indie like it's starting to make sense but yeah damn, it sucks I 100% agree, especially since everyone was like, this is the hottest book ever. And it really brought me back to the thing of like how subjective heat heat levels are. Because like for someone like you and me, we're reading dark romance, we're reading indie romance, we're reading some weird, crazy, fucked up shit and multiple partners and people being choked and murdered and all this stuff. And, and so, and especially because the books were, I, I sort of was expecting, you know, it's Hades. So I'm like, okay, so he's going to, he's going to murk some fools for her, obviously. Right. Uh, or like in Electric Idol, he is legitimately his mom's enforcer. In like, not in an overt way. Everyone knows, but it's not like, he's like the undercover assassin of her whole organization. Right. And that fool doesn't assassinate anyone. And it started out really strong for me. Like, I liked um psyche at the beginning i liked that she knew exactly like they described her as being her mother's daughter and yeah. intelligent and crafty and how no one knew how much she was like kind of controlling behind the scenes with everything and i thought that was dope i also liked that he was like kind of like an out of control 
emotionally flat like just like murder or fuck boy and I was like okay that's fun because you always like when you have like a controlled person with a person yeah. who's like a little chaotic um and I I love a fake dating situation it's one of my favorite tropes because you okay. get to be in it with them and so if it's done right, it's like you and the couple against the world. And I love that they have a secret and that it can be really sexy and it's like a fun way to explore and like, and like break the ice of like touch and kissing and whatnot earlier than maybe they would. Cause they have to like keep up appearances. Um, there's only one bed, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Um, yeah. And I just, I like was mad that he wasn't murdering people. I was really mad he didn't murder people for her. I was really mad that Hades didn't murder people. I was really mad that that I thought this book was going to be incredibly steamy. Yeah. And in a, in a cool world. And this book is a, a more vanilla romance. It's an actual pining, yearning romance where he realizes that she's the love of his life and and changes for her and in that respect like it's fine but i was just expecting like he's eros he's banged all kinds of people he just you know talks about multiples and you know guys girls non-binary he's down to clown and i'm like but where are we getting to experience that <laughs> why aren't I you feel, putting that on her <laughs> she i feel went. the same way I, so as we like, as the book opens, and you know, say he sees him, she's drawn to him, she wants to mm-hmm. help him, yada yada yada. I was like, I feel her because mm-hmm. I've been her, mm-hmm. and it's like okay. But in my mind, I was like, all right, so cool. His mom like wants her heart, and he's gonna do it. And then in the back of my mind, I was like, I mean, he's not gonna do it because that's obviously out. Sure. He's going to fall head over heels and he's going to be like, I never knew I could love like this. And I think that's when I really started to get a little mad mm-hmm. because I was like, maybe I've been reading a little too much dark romance because yeah. I Did you think to- that instead of cutting her heart out and giving it to his mom, he's going to kidnap her and keep her for himself? I would have I would have enjoyed that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like ripping her from her world and putting her into a new one where it's just the two of them and he like yeah. has a way. I enjoy books like that. So I was like, okay, where's this going? And then it ends up being like, oh, you've got to marry me so that I can keep you safe. And I was like, no. Nobody asks questions for me because I'm going to ask a lot of questions. Because it's just like, "Mm, okay. Um, I do think that like I did like her more than Persephone. And I think it's because Mm -hmm. I never realized how much of the world – of their world she controlled. So it was really mm-hmm. fun to see that she had her hand in every mm-hmm. pot, that mm-hmm. the way that she put herself out there, she was very much in charge of her image. Yep. And speaking of image, one thing that really, really got on my nerves was the fat shaming. Mm. Um, it just sort of fell flat for me just because. Like in her comments and stuff you mean, or, or the, that Aphrodite did it or what do you mean? Aphrodite did it that like, it was kind of brought up often, like, yeah. oh, I've got to get my clothes special made or right. the designer doesn't have this um, size or this size. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Mm. But I mean, I mean, I also understand why she mm. was written that way because she's not the standard of beauty in Olympus. Like that makes sense. But I, right. I wonder if I was like, is it being talked about too much now? Mm. Like, are we talking I, about this because – 
I wish there had been a button on it. I'm fine with it being talked about as long as it gets addressed down the road. So either in him, I mean, it got a little bit addressed with him being like, no, you are a goddess. Like, I want you, right. etc. Like, but I wanted there to be like a public, like he mul- multiple times was like reading the comments on her Instagram posts of them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, these people are terrible. And I wanted him to like go on and like uh whatever social media live they have and just like or just like start killing people and just being like you leave a comment I'm gonna show up at your door <laughs> and you all I, know what I do like I, I wanted their that. right like I wanted him he's a mercenary right like exactly he's, he's quite literally an enforcer like he yes does the dirty work so why is he not doing any dirty work Yes, for I agree. the entire book he doesn't he, do anything she does no. everything and we're told that he's this like guy you don't want to mess with yeah you're clear of him because he's he's not quite hades but he's like not good and yeah he's very much teddy bear Mm -hmm. and i'm telling you my therapist would say it's because the dark (laughs) romances might have might have given me a little you know a different no i think i think you're right the expectation especially because in the first book hades tells her like watch out for eros he's more dangerous than you think and so the expectation going in and he literally his first job is to cut her heart out so he's right. clearly a bad dude he murdered someone like the week before so he's clearly and then he immediately turns into a teddy bear and he's like i'll do anything to keep you safe but he doesn't really do anything she's she's the power player like she's which is again like really making the moves and yeah. everybody's sort of like which i actually like so like it's weird because i like the fact that she's the bad bitch in charge and she's like i can figure this out i know how to do this however there has to be some sort of balance in what you tell me a character is and then what i get delivered i'm fine with if you tell me he's like you know to your point about like the dark romance or like the bad boy i want to be the only one who gets into the marshmallow center right i'm i'm totally fine with that like if you had told me and you and i was told this that he's a bad dude who's been doing bad things for his mom for decades and everyone's afraid of him. Don't trust but him. No one could no one could prove anything. And then you told me, but he saw her and he wanted her. And so he took her and married her because he was like, I need to keep her by me. I'm going to do it. But even if she's standing like as like the alpha in public of their relationship, he still should be there. Like essentially like her knife in the shadows, if that makes sense. Yes. I want I wanted him to. Like, I just wanted him to do more. He did all of the, like, rom-com boyfriend stuff. He took her to meet his best friend. He took her to his favorite bar. He did all the stuff. Like, he planned the beautiful wedding for her. Again, all things that are wonderful in and of themselves. But I'm expecting, a like, a cold-blooded murderer. And I didn't get any murdering. <laughs> right. I feel like maybe I'm a crazy person, but... I wanted he's him told that he's a murderer and that you can't yeah. trust him and that he's more dangerous than you think. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's like fitting out this wedding room to be yeah. like everything that I've dreamed of. Like, right. I, yeah. I mean, which again, he can do as long as he also killed some people making my comments at her or went to the designer who wouldn't design clothes in her size and said, I'm going to burn your shop down if you don't make clothes in her size. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Just like, like I feel like give me a little crazy. Just a little. The I only time the only time I got it was when he went up to Orpheus at the party. 
So the like, little sister's ex-boyfriend. That still and then wasn't, he, it just still and wasn't, it wasn't enough, but like it was that was like the only moment where I was like, okay, like take but him out back and break his kneecap though. <laughs> had she published this like herself, if we would have gotten a completely the different- full version. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think as I was reading even both of them, both Neon Gods and mm-hmm. Electric Idol, I was like, man, if she had published this on her own, I think we could have mm-hmm. gotten a really like a darker and a steamier version of both of these books. And I think I would have mm-hmm. fully like ready. I would have been checked in because yeah. I was not, I was not as checked in as I had hoped. It took me like maybe two weeks to actually finish the book. And that's mm-hmm. not, that's not my usual reading speed. Yeah. But I was like, I'm coming on this podcast. Let me make sure I read it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just, it sort of fell flat. Yes. I and I and it was weird because I felt like there was a lot of repetitive dialogue and themes like him out loud and internally saying like I'm a monster like happened uh-huh. constantly. I don't deserve um, her. I don't she deserve her. Me. Like you're too good for me. Also, okay. So I'm all for consent in books that aren't dark romance. Obviously there's like non-con and all kinds of stuff, but aside from aside from dark romance I'm all for consent in books and I'm all for condom usage in books when the case, you know, makes sense. However, I don't like the person arguing against the consent that's given. So if you say, are you sure? And I say, yes, then you give it to me, please. You don't ask me four more times if I'm sure. Hello, I already said I'm sure. And now I'm out of the mood because you're making me argue about wanting your penis inside of me. And now I'm annoyed at you. So like that happened like a couple times in this book where I was like, yes, like she said, you can have sex with her without a condom. Like, let's just fuck her already. Like, come on, brah. Yeah. Like she I said, felt, uh, yeah, I felt that. like you guys are already married. You've been fucking for weeks. Like she's clearly fine with it. Like, let's go. I do. I will say that um, she does really, she does consent really well. Yeah. Um, uh, I think as I've started reading more and gotten like more into like the darker books, Mm-hmm. there's been some authors who haven't been like great at the consent conversation so I mm-hmm. applaud her for that however mm-hmm. I was like could you just get to it please like yeah. can we just get mm-hmm. the boat rocking because mm-hmm. I'm getting tired of a are you sure mm-hmm. like now I'm not but I was mm-hmm. five minutes ago but it's mm-hmm. just, I'm not yeah. I don't know once is enough and and one thing I thought was interesting and this is just me because I always feel in fantasy worlds that you don't really need to use condoms if you don't want to because you can make up whatever rules of the world you want to. Okay. Perhaps there's a magical tea that you drink every morning and you can't get diseases or pregnant. Perhaps there's a pill. Perhaps there's a whatever it doesn't or you can control your own menses because this is a fucking Olympus and like fantasy land. You know what I mean? And so I always, in some ways, I always think it's like slightly jarring when all of a sudden there's like condom usage. I'm not against condoms. I think condoms are great. I love that you say that because I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I tried to explain my take on it to someone and they were like, excuse me. I was like, listen, in the real world, I will talk your ear off about consent, about safe safe sex. Yes. Yes. Because yes. that's something that, like, we should all be doing. And sure. Care. But in a book. 
I want all to I, pretend that this conversation has already happened and that y'all are just getting to it. Okay? Or, or I just need one, one line of dialogue. Me and Shawnee always say like, keep it so simple. I ripped the package. You know what he yeah. ripped, or, rolled it on. You know what he rolled on. Or if he's like, I'm or she's like, I'm on the pill. And he's like, cool. Bang. Like there, I'm clean. There, cool. Bang. There like there is, there is one book where he was like, um, I, I've only been with you in the last six months. And I was like, that's all you had to say. And then we can, and then you guys can keep going. Like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and again, it's just like a personal preference, but I'm like, once you say it the first time that it's happening, just, just make it a real quick reached in the drawer. Bam. I know what you reached for. <laughs> uh-huh. like, you don't have to do anything more than that. Dear Romance Besties, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance to check out our awesome perks, including stickers, watching movies with us, naughty book boxes, and you can even be on the show. Can't be a patron? You can still support the show by purchasing books or things we recommend through our affiliate links on our show notes and our dope ass website. Thanks for the commish. Or you can leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Screenshot your review, send it to us on Instagram, and we'll send you some stickers. Now, Bridge, let's get back to the ratings. Yes. Oh, I have a question. How did you feel about the character descriptions? I will tell you, I have never, I'm getting worked up thinking about it. Eros had blonde hair. Excuse me. (laughs) I was like, blonde? What color hair is Eros supposed to have? I don't know, but I feel like for a bad boy, like I want tall, dark, and handsome. Okay. Blonde hair okay. honestly throws me off. It's probably why I'm a little attracted to Nate Jacobs and Euphoria. I'm going to have to unpack that at some point, but I think it's because he's got like the dark hair. He does have the dark. Handsome. He's tall. Like, he's handsome. And he just gives off that like, I will probably kill you, but I kind of like you right now. So yeah. it's just like, yeah. And when she when she described him as like blonde, like blonde hair in his face i was like no immediately no immediately <laughs> that's no. my co-host she's always like i don't want to i don't i'm just gonna turn his hair color the color i want to think of it i'm not gonna i'm like don't try to tell me what these characters look like i already decided in my brain like in my mind i was like he's tall and dark dark hair and everything the blonde hair's gotta go it's not working <laughs> i think what i really want to talk about um are their per are their parents okay yes because Something I've, like, noticed or in one of the, like, after she's sort of told Persephone that, like, she's planning on marrying him. And Mm -hmm. they go to the house. And Mm -hmm. he's standing on the steps and just kind of, like, looking at the family photos. Mm -hmm. In the first book, I didn't really pick up on the vibe that, like, they actually got along as a family. Mm. Um, But I didn't think that they were as dysfunctional as Eros and and his crew Because I was like, I mean, I understand why you're so fucked up because your mom's absolutely nuts. Yeah. But it was also kind of like I connected with that a lot. Yeah. Because – but it also kind of – it gives him a lot of backstory in a way Mm -hmm. because he's that super damaged guy who is like a killer for his mom, doesn't really know what love is, doesn't feel deserving of it. Because I'm like, Brianna – if he did grow up in a loving home and he was and he felt worthy of love, would you still be attracted? And I was like, no. Immediately, no. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want my romance really. books to have any stable characters, okay? Like, I need them to all be a little fucked up. Well, yeah, because, like, better. reading about stable characters isn't as much fun as reading about people no. who are making bad decisions. And Seriously, please make really poor like decisions. Like, the stuff that I would 
allow in real life is not at all what I would allow in a romance novel. No. Please. Seriously, like, you want to choke me out? Cool. In real life, don't you dare. Yeah. But it's like... I don't know. I want to be able to like lose myself in a story. That's that it. I want to be, I want to escape into the world. And, yes. and it was hard for me to escape because I felt like the rules of the world that were set up in book one were broken in this book. Yes. In terms of the characters and how they relate to each other. I thought, I mean, I was like kind of excited for the next book because I think who is um, it focusing on? I've sort of it, kind of. Like, I think it's going to be Callisto and and the new Zeus. So her becoming Hera. That's my guess. Okay. Which I think could be cool because she's like. She's been like described as such a chaotic badass. So like again, like if she's willing to like push the boundaries, like that could be super fun. But I here's my sad thing about this. First of all, I think it's great because you know Katie Roberts like gotten like hugely popular popular because of this and i think it's wonderful i also think it's great that more sort of erotic books are making it to the mainstream i think that's wonderful however it makes me a little bit sad that people discovered her from these books and not from some of her other books because some of her other books are i mean five stars of steaming crazy like let me pause and get my vibrator out books. You know what I'm saying? Like just out. <laughs> Wait, of, I don't even need, I don't even need a vibrator. Now I'm going to have to download Cause I'm, I'm so turned on right now. And I like that. Okay. And like, and I really like in this book and in all her books that she has a lot of queer rep. Um, I like that. It's not like explained or over examined. It's just kind of like, Oh yeah, well my past girlfriend, Oh, well this boy I dated and you yeah. don't, she doesn't ever like justify it or label it or anything. It's just like a fact in all her books that people have multiple partners. And I think that's wonderful. And also really sexy in a lot of her books. Cause there's a lot of multiples and a lot of, um, you know, just all kinds of good and good and delicious stuff. But yeah, I'm like, I, I, I like feel sad saying this cause I do love Katie so much, but I was very underwhelmed by this book and I really felt like it did, it was like 300 pages. And I'm like, I really feel like you could have wrapped this up in like a hundred. Like, I really been. didn't, I really didn't feel like the story was there enough. I thought Persephone and Hades at least had a lot of stuff going on. Like they had the mom, they had like him protecting the city and her exploring the new city. They had the Zeus and factor. I'll like there was a lot going on. And Hades was sort of this myth. Like right, didn't really believe that he actually existed, so there was that right. aspect of it. Right, and then you also see this guy who's quite literally been like shit on by like the people that are above him, and he's kind of coming out of his shell. And it's this woman who he's like fallen for, and I felt like their story felt complete at the end. I felt mm -hmm. like it was wrapped up, and mm -hmm. I satisfied. Yeah, but with this one, I was like, like even the mom getting exiled. Like, how did you feel about that? Aphrodite I, getting exiled. I would you... prefer that she got killed. Me like, too. I feel like, and I would have preferred that he did it. Me too. I was like, I think you're giving her, like, she's just confessed that she has been, like, wanting to absolutely murk you. Like, she wants to get right. rid of you. She right. doesn't care what happens to you. Like, she just wants you dead mm -hmm. because of your mom. But whatever. And as her, like, your husband, who he was sent to do it. <laughs> I felt like it would be a nice circle of life if he was like, sorry, mom, but I've got to take you out. And then if he was the one that cut her heart out. Yes. Oh, because then I was like, I just did to you what you wanted me to do to the woman that I love. And yes. I would have been so, so satisfied. I would have absolutely so satisfied. 
sat on TikTok and screamed about how pumped I was that I had finished it. Yeah, because like, so she just gets to leave. She just has to walk away. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because she like sets her up, which I thought was very clever to get that evidence. But then, like, I wanted her. I wanted him. I wanted him to kill her, but I wanted Psyche to be the one to tell him to do it. Yes. Like I wanted, I wanted her to be. I wanted, I wanted her to be like she'll never stop. And he's like, okay. And then he kills her for her. For her. Or Psyche's like, you don't have to do this. And he's like, you're more important to me than yes. she ever was. Bam, dead. I, okay, I don't know if that's a trope, but I absolutely fucking love it. I have read some <laughs> where he's like, this person's never going to leave our life. We've just yeah. got to take him out. And she's like, don't. And he's like, I've got to. And then he does she, it. And then she's like, let me hop on that dick. That was hot. Yes. Yeah. And then it's like yeah. the hottest, raunchiest sex that I've ever like read. Exactly. And I feel like I would have preferred that. Yeah, I. Yeah. It was too Don't. easy to exile her. It was too easy. It was all too easy. There was no like. There should have been more conflict in the book. Like considering how it started, and then, but there was really no. Like I really didn't feel like they were ever in danger. She didn't go to the no. hospital. She didn't get scratched up. She didn't like he didn't get shot by anyone. Like there was no, didn't feel like there were any stakes, even though it should have felt like there were stakes because the mom's constantly threatening to murder them. But it didn't feel like she's doing a good job. No. <laughs> um, I think the entire time that I read it, I just kept thinking, oh, but if you inserted this scenario, this could have worked out better. And I think at one point I think I was um, writing in my group chat because two other people had already read it and they were just like, yeah, it's not the best. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go in blind. Yeah. And I was texting him. I was like, yeah, okay. So <laughs> I, f- it felt like she got tired of writing and mm. she just wanted to get it over with. Mm. But then I was also like, I just, it comes back to, I think if this had been a self publish, mm-hmm. I would have absolutely fallen in love. Cause because I'm assuming, and I don't know this for a fact, you guys, I don't have any tea, but I'm assuming that when she pitched this idea to the agent slash editor, that they took her on with the sort of caveat of, like, how steamy her books could get. Yeah. But I think that sucks. Like, that really fucking sucks. Because... I agree. I I mean, I'm going to, once we get off of this, I'm going to go download some of her other books because I want to see just how steamy she can Okay, get. start with your dad will do. It's a novella. You can read it tonight after this conversation and then you can tell me tomorrow how you feel about it. It's only like, uh, I think it's like 90 <laughs> pages or 100 pages and it is awesome. Okay, my neighbors are going to hear bzzz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all that Exactly. Matters. But I, I wonder, I mean, it's got to be really hard to be an author, especially in Oh, for novel. sure now sure. especially if you want to go like yeah no, i like it was written during covid and so you're or, like trapped in your house and like yeah. so your mood is maybe not the same it turns out a lot of books like she took a ton. Really turnaround and a that's ton amazing. Of books. she's amazing yeah but i'm also like i i always wonder with authors like do they ever feel like creatively like stifled you know like for where sure. they're like locked into this contract that for sure is for them to eat and sure. exist, but they're wishing that they could yeah. add like three or four more sex scenes, but they can't. For sure. And I'm, and I'm sure she's probably gotten a lot of feedback from people on TikTok. Yeah. Because there's some that have been really positive, some that have been like super negative and kind of like, you know, in between. 
but a lot of it is kind of like our conversation now that they wanted yeah. more and it yeah. just felt like it wasn't what they were used to. And yeah. I feel like there was so much potential for both of the stories. Like it should have, it could have gotten even kinkier. Like it yeah. should have. And I, I, I don't know. There was like some of the sex scenes. I was like, this feels so tame. Like it yeah. just throw me on the bed while he goes down on me before the, before the jeweler shows up. Like cute. But I want also I am like as as a personal preference, I'm not a fan of when the guy or girl, but usually it's the dude, like holds himself back. Oh, I don't want to like ravage her. And I'm like, motherfucker, she wants to be ravaged. That's what she said. Ravage that woman. Yes. Yes. Like a faint like pop smoke. I'm with it all. Yeah. Like what it would have been better is if he ravaged her and then ate her out for an hour. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. And like to the point where like she completely passes out because she's yes. so much going on. Yes. That's what I, I want. I want to experience that. So maybe that's why I enjoy reading stuff like that because I like could you imagine just being like laid out? Like questioning your I have, I have been there a time or two and it's lovely. There's nothing okay. better than just jealous. being at the point where you just are like Maybe I won't ever get up again, <laughs> and right. I died. And maybe that I blacked. Where... I blacked out a little at one point, but I'm back. <laughs> that's where. I, that's where I need to be. Those are like my favorite. Where she, she's like, I might have blacked out a bit, and I'm yeah. like, I wish I was. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I thought I was really upset by him, and also Hades did that also, where he like, like the first few times, and his was a little bit more like dom sub, so it was a little sexier, where he was like. No, like you come when I say you come and and like no, you don't get you have to earn like my dick with your obedience and stuff. And I was like, okay, that's hot because that's like a nice kink dynamic. I appreciate that. I like that. Um that push and pull of like her being a brat and him like, you know, like I thought that was better. But he also did the same thing where he was like, so I was like, oh, Eros is gonna be like, oh, oh, you're giving yourself to me. Oh, I'm gonna fuck you hard now. Like you're in for it now. And then, and then it was she. Like it was very loving. Like all of their sex scenes were very loving. And I think I didn't want loving. I want. They could have ended, ended there. But like you hate me. Yeah. Because at first, like it says, I wanted this to be like a enemies to lovers. You know. Yes. I wanted enemies. Like I like you fuck me. Like you want to kill. Yes, I wanted her to, like, scratch his back and get mad that he's, like, mad at herself that she wants to fuck him after he tried to kill her. Like, like that's, yeah. Like, she's upset with herself that she, like, lost control. Like, give me something. Yeah. This felt, like, very much. Or he, like, fucks her into, into, like, or... I guess out of, I should say, fucks her out of her, like, perfectly curated persona. Like, he fucks her until he sees the real, quote-unquote, real her behind the curtain. Like, yeah, that's 100% what I was expecting and what I wanted. And I'm okay if they had ended up in a loving place. Like, I think that the the arc of an enemies to lover, the reason it's so hot is that they start out at, like, it's so hot, we're fucking all the time. And then at a certain mm-hmm. point, they, like, look at each other and then you get to feel that, like, heartburn yeah. where they they get that soul connection and then you get to like feel that too and then hopefully it kind of like ebbs and flows um in the book but yeah i was i was just like i also in general i just felt like she goes to the party and like 
meets Helen and like drinks the bourbon and she's like trying to be friends with Helen because Eros is like Helen's important to me and which I think is not in character but fine she he can have one friend that's fine he can have a friend (laughs) but I don't feel like he did the same like I don't feel like she was like come to brunch with me and my sisters and then like I wanted a scene where like she tries to convince the two other sisters who didn't come to the wedding to like him and then like Callisto when like she goes to the bathroom or something and Callisto like stabs him and is like yes or absolutely threatens his life in yes a way because yes she, out of all of them she's the most unhinged and I think right that's, I'm looking forward to her story because right. I want to see what she does but it was just kind of like I, I don't it want just, love it just I felt like it just felt a little bit formulaic and a little bit boring and I was expecting because the world is really interesting and cool and I liked the way it was set up so I was expect like I actually thought at the beginning of the book that Psyche was going to be the new Aphrodite that's where I thought it would end up they're going to kill Aphrodite and she becomes because they talk about how gorgeous she is how Aphrodite is threatened by her beauty threatened by her style and so I was like oh shit she's going to be the new Aphrodite like this bitch is going to take over her position that's and where that I thought he, it was going. If she had went that way, it also could have been like that would be a nice way to wrap it up because yeah. the old Aphrodite is now being like exiled even though she shouldn't right. right. This person that she absolutely hates right. and secretly jealous of is taking her place. And that makes, yeah. her so, like, makes her so angry. Yeah. Like like I said, we could have gone in so many different directions so many ways. to make this story like really, really work. And huh. it just didn't <laughs> yeah okay if you were gonna give psyche uh a, a one out of five peach booties what would you give her like her character like yeah her character i'm gonna give her a solid four okay because i like how she played the long game mm-hmm. i actually like i really valued that because at first i was like oh man like are we gonna get like an insecure girl who's like Mm-hmm. not in love with how her body looks and she's you know the outcast because she's not like the standard of beauty and then i was like oh no this bitch is sassy yeah i was like and she knows how to play the game like she's yeah. really like i'm not gonna say she's a manipulator but kind of she is like, she's for sure to, she's able to manipulate a situation that she can benefit from and she is like quiet because she's sussing everybody out she's like yeah. trying to see where she fits and i was like i fuck with that because yeah. That's a very self-aware character, and I enjoy those. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I, I, um, I actually agree. I'd give her a four, too, because for all the reasons you said, and also because I wouldn't give her a five, though, because I would have given her a five if she ordered Aphrodite killed. Yeah. Or, or if she had, because she talked, I wanted, okay, so this is what I wanted. I wanted her... Because she talks about, he talks about how he's such a monster. And she's like, well, I'm not perfect. Like, I do bad stuff, too. And I wanted them to sort of, like, meet in the middle. Like, I wanted her to go down with him to save themselves and to do some bad stuff. And I wanted him to still be doing bad stuff, but to come up and, like, love her and, like, learn how to love her. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that she sort of, she sort of stayed the same for me the whole time. Like she was dope in the beginning and she, like the second he was like, I'm going to murder you. She was like, or, and she was like throwing out different scenarios and trying to like talk herself out of it. But that's kind of how she was at the end. That's how she trapped Aphrodite. So it's like, I didn't feel like she grew as a character. 
Um, no, she stayed very much the same. So yeah, so I was kind of on like a three four, but I'll give her a four because I did think she was um, she was in charge, and I liked that. How about Eros? <laughs> we give eggplants for the for the fella MCs. I'm Not relating to the actual size of their eggplant, but I'm gonna give them a solid like two, two and a half. Yeah, I just yeah two. I'm I'm gonna give a solid two and a half. Um, okay, so I love that he was like an absolute murderer, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but I, I needed him to be a little more unhinged. I needed him to be a little more crazy because yeah. I feel like. You kill that many people for your mom. There's a couple of things not not up there. Like there's something Mm -hmm. missing. And I wanted Mm -hmm. him to show that more. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really wanted him to like lean into this monster that he thinks himself to be. Mm -hmm. And because he didn't and he was so quick to like hold himself back and not really unleash and just – he sort of fell – like he became like kind of just like lost in the sauce in a sense. Mm -hmm. He went from this like – I am to be feared and I could kill you without anybody ever noticing or knowing that I did it to, I just want to worship the ground she walks on. I love Mm -hmm. her so much. I'm not worthy of her love. And I was like, stand up. (laughs) Like, give me more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I also gave him a two, which is really sad, but I, I thought, he didn't have an arc. He had a quick blip and that was a completely different character. And I thought the first time they met, I was like, Oh, okay. Like that's working for me. Like she follows him into the dark to fix him up. Even though he tells her not to, even though she knows she shouldn't, they get caught on camera. He comes to kill her. Um, and he's so matter of fact about it. He's like, no, she asked me to cut your heart out. And I'm like, Ooh, Oh, baby. And then he was like, JK, let's get married. And I love you so much. And I'm going to snuggle you to bed every night. I'm going to cook you food every day. And like, he, I'm like, what? It was a five page turnaround. Yeah. Let me introduce you to all my friends. And yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. So I was, I was sad about him. I gave him a two also. I was like borderline one, but I did give him a two. Because he did give her the the good, you know, cunnilingus and stuff. But borderline one. Okay, what did you think of the book overall? So I think in my TikTok I said I gave it a solid three. Like it wasn't the best thing I ever read, but it also wasn't the worst. It was kind of like there in the middle. Um, Because it gave me some. Not enough, Mm -hmm. but it gave Mm -hmm. me some. So. While I didn't feel like the story felt complete to me, it felt like there was a lot of things missing or things that should have been added that would have made it better. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let me just put this off into the pile and let's get ready for the next book. Like, it's not, mm-hmm. it wasn't a book that I could see myself rereading. No. Like, it was a, yeah. it was a one and done for me. Yes. Yes. So I kind of wrestled with this. So the first book for me, I was at like three borderline four but this book like really just didn't work for me and I read it like you said like I was like oh shit I'm recording I better go buy this book and read this book and I did read it but I wasn't like riveted like at no point was I like mad that my kids were asking for something um at no point was I like chuckling out loud or like squirming in my seat or 
gasping and like, oh, what's going to happen? Like I knew <laughs> basically what was going to happen. I didn't feel like anything. I feel like, again, like I think I said earlier, I feel like this book could have been like a hundred pages shorter and it wouldn't really have suffered in terms of the plot. No, there's, there's a lot could have been taken out. Yeah, like, even Demeter just, like, immediately accepts him and, like, doesn't... There's no repercussions from her. There's no reper- There's no real that, repercussions from Aphrodite, aside from that, that she tries to kill them. The way that, like, she just was like, Yeah. Okay, we'll have to talk about this at a later date, but I'll stand up here with you. And I'm like, wait a, wait a sec. Yeah, she goes to the wedding. To, like, yeah. Like, a master schemer who was, like, and trying she- to set her up with the new, the new Zeus. Like, right. or you all right. of a sudden, like, yes, this works. And I was like... That's I felt like that was sort of like a plot hole because I was like, was. That's not like she was like willing to burn the ground, like the exactly. town in the first book to get Persephone back. And it just sort yeah. of felt like she sort of like handed her over. Yeah. And I was yeah. Like, and she didn't even she mentioned like, oh, we could have negotiated a better deal. And I was like, you were at the wedding before they were married. Like, why yeah. did you go up to Eros and be like, OK, what's going on? Like, I'm about to step in if you guys don't like lay it out for me. Um yeah, anyway, so I gave this book a two, which is a sad day for sad day. Sad day for, for Bridget. Yeah. I don't know. But I, and I, and it's weird because I'm like intrigued about what's gonna happen in the next book, but I'm also not like panting to read it. I'm also not like, ooh, what day is it coming out? I should Google it. I'm like, if I happen to read it at some future date, okay, cool. But like I have plenty of other books on my my TBR that need to be mm-hmm. read. Normally, like, if I love a book so much, I will search and see if it's already, like, added mm-hmm. on, like, Amazon, Barnes & Noble and, like, mm-hmm. pre-order it. Mm-hmm. I'm just sort of, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, if I happen to come by it when it comes out, then right. maybe I'll read it. Or I might even just wait for it to hit my library because I don't yeah. touch it. Yeah. I love yeah. the library. I read, I would say for this podcast, 75% of the books I read are from the library. It's, like, I read too many books to be buying all of them <laughs> to get right. some of them borrow some of them. so expensive now they are expensive and like, I, don't, I don't remember books ever being this expensive but it was, they it was my been. it was my birthday last weekend happy belated thank you and so i went to the bookstore and i bought like i bought this book and then i bought like four other books obviously because i was like well it's my birthday so i'm gonna buy <laughs> all the books and i was like ding i spent a lot of money at the store and i was like worth it worth it it's a stack of happiness um yeah i i i don't know well i'm so happy that you came tell us tell us more about like how did you start doing your tiktok tell me more about your like have you always been a reader tell me more about tell me more about you yeah for sure so um i think like everybody i didn't download tiktok until like a year ago okay uh, when we at like the we were in the pandemic. I think I was mm-hmm. at home for way too fucking long. Yeah. And I was sort of like losing my mind a bit. Um, and I started, I was a casual TikToker. Like I didn't post, mm-hmm. but I was always, you know, following people and I fell mm-hmm. into the book talk space. And then I was like, ooh, some of these books look really interesting. So I started like checking out books and kind of re-re- like reading some more. And the first book that I read was um, – what is that? The Life of Adeline, whatever that one is by V. Oh, The Life of Addie LaRue. Yeah. So I absolutely devoured that book. Great book. And then I just kept going. Mm-hmm. And then I think 
maybe like two months in, I was like, I'm just going to post my first one. And I didn't show my face. Um, and then I started getting more confident. So I like, I was like, I like my personality. Like I'm really good in like really quick moments. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really socially awkward, but I can talk to you for like three minutes or less and just post it and leave. Yeah. And then I think I started reading my TikTok really took off when I started reading, reading Akatar. Mm. <laughs> because that book was a like what the fuck did I do and now I'm just kind of like YOLO it yeah. just sort of, it's a fun space where I get to be myself mm-hmm. um, and I get to show up as whatever version of myself that I want um, and it's a space where I don't really care how people perceive me mm-hmm. I will wear a bonnet and I will look like half dead in a video and still have fun for sure and I, I don't know I think that's why I so something I've noticed is that my Instagram is, like, heavily curated, right? Mm-hmm. It's, like, very much themed. I like a flow. But TikTok sure. is where I can 100% be myself. Yeah. Um, and I think that's – I think that's why I've grown to where I'm at right now is because you see – like, what you see is what you get. Like, I'm me. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. I, what else do you want to know? I – no, I think that's great. I, li- I love that about your TikTok. I also – I didn't download TikTok and I did it for the podcast in October, I think, um, of this year. And so we're like new on the TikTok front. We watched everyone's TikToks before, but we never like had our own TikTok. And um, part A, I'm glad I didn't do it ahead of time because otherwise I would have done nothing during the pandemic but watch TikToks. And also um, I do love so like uh, me and my co-host come from more of like a YouTube background, production mm-hmm. background where everything has to like look really good and have dope transitions. And like, you have to have like some semblance of your hair brushed and things like that. Um, and like, if you were going to wear a bonnet, you would wear a bonnet, but a full face of makeup with a cute background. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't just be like in your normal. And I actually really love about TikTok that I'll go on there. Like anytime. I mean, I'll be like, exhausted drinking my tea in the morning with my kids and I'll just make a TikTok. Like I, I enjoy that immediacy and that like, uh, that authenticity that comes with just like off the cuff being like, yo, this is me at this exact moment. Same thing. Um, so it's, and I agree, like our Instagram is much more curated and much more, um, thought through, I guess. What is your, what is, do you have like a few favorite books that you have read in the romance space? Not the favorite, because that's impossible, but do you have a few Uh-oh. that you recommend that maybe our dear listeners might want to uh, check out? Um, okay. So right now I'm on like a, like dark as fuck romance kick. Yeah. Like I'm talking like kidnap, like. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we did a whole season of 10 books. Oh yeah. So we were there. Right now I have like, I have like a comfort read rotation which sounds insane because they're all like disturbing yeah but, so twist me series by anna zares okay um and it's all about like this fr- <laughs> this like she graduates high school and then gets kidnapped okay. because she happens to look like someone from his past sure and, like, of course it starts popping off on like a deserted island and i'm just like mm-hmm. what the fuck am i reading mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i devoured it mm-hmm. and then um sounds great I, like Ultimate, ultimate favorite that I will always recommend is um, Machiavellian by Bella DeCourt. Okay. Um, and that is a, like, mafia romance. And it's sort of, like, you 
he saved her life and lost touch. And then they like kind of find each other again in a different life. Um, and then <laughs> this one's like, kind of like, why did I keep reading this? But why is it so good? And it's the ritual by Chantel Tessier. It's either, I think it's Chantel or Chantal Tessier. And that one, I think I started reading it like a couple weeks ago or even like a few months ago now at like maybe 6 PM. And I stayed up all night, all night. I did not go to sleep because I was so sucked into that shit. Mm -hmm. I was like, I mean, not only are you like sneaking into her bedroom while she's passed out, you're also having like, you're putting on a show in front of a whole room of people. Some of them parents. I was like, this is a lot more than I bargained for, but I'm fucking with it. Right. So I think I've got like four TikToks on that book itself like i like reached out to the author and i was like could you please just send me a signed copy like i will gladly pay you for it yeah but i talk about this book so much that i need it to be signed at this point that's awesome so yeah you guys i will probably read all those and patrons uh be on the lookout because i will uh drop you some reviews because you know i love a dark romance a little little foray you know quick foray i would start with the ritual for sure like that is the one that i'm like if you like dark you like dark. Start with that one. I um I do if it's if again like my big thing is, is like what you're selling me is what I'm getting then I'm into it. Uh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like yeah. um I just googled the cover. The cover looks awesome. So I'm excited about it. Um so have you read Avril Ash Ashton Ashton Ashton? I think there's no way. No. Ashton. Hold on. Okay. I'm gonna, so I'm, I'm gonna look it up for this guys. Yes. It? Look it up. So. It is Ashton, A-S-H-T-O-N. So we read Avril and interviewed her last year. She was in our dark romance series. She is a indie romance author. Um, if you guys saw the podcast, you remember me and Shawnee absolutely loved her book. It was our spiciest book of the year. And we take that shit very seriously. Um, or she was our in- indie author of the year. Like, Irk. dude, they're so dark. Call the Coroner is about two mafia-like murderers. And they fall in love while one of them is torturing the other one. I'm so. <laughs> it's awesome. They're all male, male. Okay. Um, and great. They're they're so if so if you like dark kinky sex, like those are for you. You're welcome. Um, Thank you. I've just downloaded it because it's Kindle. Yeah. On the- <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. So. I'm excited about these recs, though. This is awesome. I'm also really excited that you came on the podcast. It's been so fun to talk to you. You're my first podcast ever. <gasps> I love Pop and Cherries. It's my favorite. We have popped many a cherry on this podcast, and I'm always happy to do it. Yeah, this has been fun. It's been it's like talking to a friend just about yeah. like shit I like and shit yeah. I don't like. I mean, that is literally the goal of our podcast. When we started it, we wanted it to feel like you were just like hanging out with your homegirls, like chilling, just relaxing. And having maybe a cocktail and talking about somebody books and sex and life. And uh, so that's, and laughing. Those are all of our <laughs> goals. That was like our whole, our whole game plan for the whole podcast. I mean, just like, I think you guys did good because I laughed. I didn't have a cocktail because I don't drink during the week, but. Yeah, that's okay. Now I've got a couple. But of you feel like maybe well, you did. Maybe you could have, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm about to have another extracurricular activity, but. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I'm about to go like read a couple of smutty books and get myself in the mood. (laughs) Same. I'm about to also go crack another book. We have a bunch of um, 
I was out of town for a few weeks, so I have a, like six books that are all like, you have to read these these week, this week, right now, read it today. So I'm excited. A hard task that I've, a hard job that I've gotten myself <laughs> into, you know, just reading novels. What a, what a tragedy. Um, well, we appreciate it, and you'll definitely have to come back on if we ever, uh, not if we ever, we're for sure going to do another dark romance season. So you'll have to come back on, and we can. I, hope, uh, I really do hope that the ritual is on there because I could talk about that book all night. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll, I mean, we can just choose it. It's our podcast. We could do whatever yeah, we want, I, and I, I could just put it on the list. Okay. So I can come back and I can talk your ear off about that whole <gasps> book because okay. holy fuck. I love this. Okay, let's like do it in the summer, um, okay. and or maybe the fall. When does dark romance feel like? Let's do it in the summer because then it's like I can alternate it with like some sunshine, beach reads, and then be like, but go in the dark. <laughs> I like fall. I like the idea of like slutty summer. You know, oh, I love a slutty summer. Yeah, I love a slutty summer. <laughs> now I'm married and have two children, so my slutty summers aren't as slutty. But I do, I did enjoy it in my previous life. <laughs> and I do enjoy the idea of it, and I do enjoy reading about it, and I do enjoy reading. So my mind is having a slutty summer, even if I am married to one person. I like the way you think. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you guys, that is all we have for you today. And as always, my dear rag hags, may your books be your lover and your hand your best friend. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.